listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Nick's got news. Mets got news. We've got news. Let's talk about it right now on ESPN New York Tonight. We're 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to join our conversation. On this Tuesday night here on ESPN New York tonight, along with JP and Mr. T, we're here until midnight. Dennis Brady Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you, Carlin. Damn it. For three interesting hours of great talk. I love Steve Spagnuolo. Um, Chris and I were talking about Steve. He is a, had a chance, once again, when I parachuted in on the Giants' uh, Super Bowl run. Had a chance to, you know, interview him and talk with him and talk to the players about him. And, you know, when you look at that Super Bowl and, and as we talked about it before the Super Bowl on that special edition of the drive, uh, we talked about and rightfully so how dominant the San Francisco 49ers defense was and has been this season. But you can't, you can't just dismiss what Kansas City's defense was able to do as they got familiar and comfortable with Steve Spagnolo and what he was able to do defensively and the different schemes and the things that he loves to do. So, you know, it was interesting hearing him with Carlin here on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get into the show, let me take this opportunity to thank everybody. The, the, my colleagues here at the station were just unbelievable in the uh, – Reaching out and sending flowers uh, to my wife, as, as you guys may not have known. I lost my mother-in-law last week this time, a week ago today. We had the funeral yesterday, homegoing service yesterday. And my colleagues here at the station, from management to air talent to producers, were just incredible. You guys were incredible. My wife and I and family members were just blown away at the support and the kind words that you gave us. And so we thank you for that. Um, Geneva is on her way. Geneva is, uh, reunited with her family members. She was, um, the, the last of her brothers and sisters. So she's now joined on with them. She's joined her husband and her mother and all the folks that, uh, in her life. So she has moved on and we're now trying to take it one day at a time and adjusting to her not being around. And it's not going to be easy. But, uh, you know, it, it's something that we do. But I wanted to take this opportunity to thank everybody uh, for the kind words and support that you've had. All right. Having that said, let's go to work. Let me just say this. It is incredibly frustrating to be a Met and Knicks fan. Now, I'm, I'm talking to you not as a broadcaster. I'm talking to you as a fan. So, and, and we'll talk Mets later. I want to start with Knicks. We'll talk Mets later. But just when you've got hope, just when you have the, the feeling, just when you are encouraged that there's going to be a guy who's got dough, who's got cash, who's got dinero, who's got money, just when you're comfortable with a guy who's going to take over your team, who doesn't like to use money, all right, who always wants to play let's make a deal and three-card Monty with plays. Okay, when you when you get a guy 
who's going to come to your team and invest and give money so you could play ball with the big professionals in the league, you're, 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 you're ready to celebrate. You're ready to just dance. You're ready to have a, yes, there's hope. There's, there's a possibility we could be good. I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't have to be the Yankees. Okay. But I just want to be, I just want to be, I want to be, when people talk about there's a possibility that this free agent is available, I want to be able to hear the Mets. That's all. I want to be able to hear the Mets. I want the Mets name mentioned. Okay. I want, when there's a mystery, when you hear this term, a mystery team. Right now, I know it's not the Mets. <laughs> I know. It's not. All right? So with with Steve Cohen coming in, guess what? There's a possibility. There's a possibility that it could be us. It could be us. We could be involved. We could be – it could be – we could possibly get another player to get better than what we are instead of scraping and, and trying to be lucky and – and doing all this other stuff. And then you hear that Steve Cohen could be backing out the deal. And it's not official yet, but I'm going to tell you, the, 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 when all this was going on, the thing that made me raise my eyebrow was the fact that SNY was never a part of this deal. So I'm thinking, if I was trying to buy the Mets, I would want a piece of the regional television network. And maybe there was something I don't, clearly there's something I don't know. Maybe there was something in exchange or something in lieu of or a deal like that. But I know that if I were buying the team, I would want, I would want, a piece of the action of SNY. We'll talk about that a little bit later on this Tuesday edition of ESPN New York Tonight. But we begin with the New York Knicks. And I'm not going to sit here and apologize for Steve Mills. I've known Steve Mills for a long time. I'm going to sound like Stephen A. He's a nice guy. I've known Steve Mills forever. He's a good guy. We've had great conversations. I respect him. But in this situation with the Knicks, he has not done the job. And sports is a results business. And the results, while he's been there, have not been good. Have they been great? No. Have they been bad? Oh, yeah. And I know he's part of the thing with Phil Jackson, but come on, y'all. Let's be honest. If Phil Jackson is the president of basketball operations and Steve Mills is the general manager, why are we blaming Steve Mills for stuff that Phil Jackson was doing? Okay, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying. I mean, are we blaming, are we blaming Scott Perry for the stuff that Steve Mills is doing? Just food for thought. Okay? Cause we know that when Phil Jackson was brought in to run everything, Phil Jackson had the final say. If he told Steve Mills, go talk to this guy, see what you could do, Steve Mills was not in the position to say, in the words of my good friend Bill Daughtry, I'm not doing it. He's not saying that and expect to keep his job. He's not saying I'm not doing it. He's not saying the thrill is gone. He's not saying that. 
He's doing what he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So now, and and for those Nick fans, okay, for you Nick fans, you knew this was coming, and you knew months ago, very quietly, Alan Hahn. Now, big time, billboard on Broadway, Alan Hahn, with with, with Bart Scott in the Bart and Hahn show, one to three, Monday through Friday here on ninety eight seven, when he was just Han Solo at night. We had this conversation about David Blatt being brought in to the Knicks months ago, quietly. Quietly. The Knicks brought in David Blatt, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Huh. So I would assume that he is going to be your, and has been, the consultant. And yes, Scott Perry is going to be the general manager slash president of basketball operations slash scapegoating and going to be fired if this doesn't get turned around in the second half. So we know that situation. So now we're looking at this and we're trying to figure out, okay, Steve Mills is out. Okay. And like I said, I understand it. You haven't done the job. You got to go. Got it. But I'm just going to tell you this. I have a lot of respect for Masai Ujiri. I think he is a phenomenal front office person. I do. I have, but in the back, you know, like, I call it spider senses tingling. You Marvel fans, you understand what I mean. Spider-Man used to have a little little spider. Something was going on, and he was around, and something was about to happen. A little thing went off in the back of his head. Spider spider senses tingling. For some people, it's the hair raised on the back of their neck. For other people, it's like, I got a funny feeling. Okay, here's my concern about Messiah Jerry. Messiah Jerry needs to thank the Knicks for his popularity because he fleeced them so many times that he got great opportunities and draft choices. I mean, think about this. One of the Knicks draft choices that they gave up led to, and I believe it was the Bonyani trade, was in, was involved in the Kawhi Leonard deal that got them a championship. Come on, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, he has fleeced the Knicks so often. He's just, He owns them. Owns them. So while I respect what he's able to do, and I respect what he did in Denver, and even though he wasn't there to see it out, that Denver team, the success of that Denver team with those young players are directly attributed to Messiah Jerry for what he was able to do and the moves he was able to make. So clearly, he would be an upgrade. But here's the question. He ain't coming free. Okay, he's not coming free. Oh, 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 you think that because, because Messiah Jerry is available and you're the Knicks and you're a Knicks fan, you think, oh, there's no question we got him? We got him. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know about that. And I agree with Carlin. I know he's he's available next year, and that would be optimum if you think you could, you know, get him as a free agent. But does he really want to come here? And what is his asking price going to be as a free agent? Because (laughs) you need him, don't you? In the words of the great Jack Nicholson, 
You want him on that wall. You need him on that wall. So you want him in that front office. You need him in that front office, Nick fans, don't we? We need him because we think that he can definitely turn things around. Can he? Is he going to be the guy that's able to convince fabulously talented free agents to say, oh, well, now that Ujiri is there, now that they got the Maasai, I can go to the Knicks. They're going to be all right. You think so? Do you? Well, let's see what you think. 1-800-919-3776. What do you think of the Knicks move today? What do you think of Messiah Jerry? What do you think if he is the person that you want? Here's our poll question. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Would you give up a first round pick for Messiah Jerry? Would you give up a first round pick for Messiah Ujiri, definitely not, or absolutely. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Would you give up a first round pick to add Musai Ujiri and his success to the Nick front office? Understanding that you need picks, <laughs> you're not in a position where you can just give them away. All right. And the Dallas picks, the way they're playing right now, it, it, it might not be where you thought they might be. So can you afford to give up your first round pick in exchange? For Musayu Jerry at Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM and at the phones one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six Emmanuel, what's up, Manny? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good, partner. What's happening? I'm good. Um, first off, I want to my hearts and prayers goes out to your family um, for this difficult time. Thank you. Appreciate and also you. prayers to Shannon Dory, the actress on Now to Know. Yes. She also yes. um, she's stage four cancer. So. Yes, um, wow. praise for her. Absolutely. Um, I also want, yeah, I want to discuss about the Knicks. If I were the Knicks, I wouldn't, I would not do, I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't, I would not do for a first round draft pick. Even it will take two to three years to get um, Usai. I just, you know, because of our history trading draft picks, uh, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's um, I don't want to do it. Mm-mm-mm. I hear you. So, so you, do do you want Masai or you just don't want to give up the draft picks for him? Are you comfortable? Do you think that he would be the guy that could help turn this around? Well, is he, he, I mean, if, 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 if not him, who will? I mean, yeah, I, mean I mean, I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of reminds me, this next situation reminds me of the, I hate to bring it up, but the Washington football team mm-hmm. with Daniel Snyder and Bruce Allen, mm-hmm. because we because we all know that. I mean, we may don't get me started with the name, but yeah. I think that Daniel Snyder knew that you know what, it's time to be the boss because I'm sick and tired of being labeled the worst owner ever. So he got Juan Rivera, a guy who has a football experience and also because of Super Bowl experience, mm-hmm. and Dolan may may do that. With I mean, I mean, Mark Jackson. 
or other coaches, but <laughs> you may never know. But anyway, good night. So. All right, Manuel, thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Anthony in the car. Hey, Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Larry, what's going on, brother? What's up, Tony? To speak to you. Same here, man. Man, I ain't going to tell you. you help, between you and Bill Daughtry, you guys helped me get through the depressive Nick State, man. <laughs> always... All I do is rent in the car, listen to you on the way home from work. All right, all right. But, Appreciate um, that. Real quick, um, I would give away one pick, but I wouldn't give away this year's pick. Okay. Um, I, I would definitely give away the, um that pick for him, but Sam Presti's not a bad option either, and mm. I don't think we have to give much up for him okay. from what I'm hearing, but I'm not sure if I'm 100%. Okay. But also, I wanted to ask you a question about the D'Angelo Russell trade. What do you think about that? I'm all on board with that I, trade. And from what I go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I think I think a lineup of um, D'Angelo Russell with Andre Barrett, and maybe if we keep up Morris, Randall, and you know Robinson, I, I think that's a nice little lineup. You know what I'm saying? In the East, at least. See, Anthony, here's my thing. And, and it's, it's intriguing for me. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. Always good to talk to you. It's intriguing for me because I would love to add D'Angelo Russell to the team. He gives you credibility at the point guard spot. He's a guy that can score. He's a guy that can create any spot, any, any offense he wants. He can create, he can finish, he can shoot the three, he can shoot the mid range. He can get, he can, he makes people better. You saw what he did with the Brooklyn Nets last season. Here's my issue though. Uh, I have a lot of respect for what Marcus Morris has done for this Nick team in the first half. He's been their best player. He's had some injury problems, but he's been their best player. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Morris cannot be on this team after the trade deadline. He can't. He's not your future. Now, if you want to resign him as a free agent, okay, uh, then if he, if he really wants to be here as much as he says he wants to be here, then you can resign him at the end of the year. As a free agent, but he is the guy other than your young talent. You're not moving Mitchell Robinson. You're not moving RJ Barrett. Um, you're, I don't think because he's got another year after this, you know, you're not moving Randall. So the best, the most marketable guy that you have right now is Marcus Morris. You got to move Marcus Morris at the trade deadline. Clippers are looking at him, according to reports. This team's looking at him. That team's looking at him. Okay, he can't be on this team Friday morning. Can't be. He needs to be moved so you can get something for him. Once again, and I, I've heard reports that they are split over at the Garden. Some some in management love him and in, are endearing with what he has done to the with the young players on the team. And others are like, well, you know what? We like him, but we need to improve. He needs to go. It's unfair, okay? What I'm about to say is unfair, but it's true. For all the good that he's done with the young players, the team is 14 and 30. Okay? 14 and 30. For all the good he's doing, they're not, it's not translating on the court. Is Frank Nilakina better because of Marcus Morris? Is Dennis Smith better because of Marcus Morris? He's not. And like I said, it's unfair. It's unfair to say that. But 
the bottom line is, if that's the logic that you're giving me, by saying that we need him because he's been good for the young players, he's not showing up on the court. So how good can he be? If this team was, um, I don't know, uh, two games, three games under 500, where I'm with you. I'm with you. If they're two, three games, four games, even five games under 500, even five, I'm saying, you know what? He's been, yeah, we need to keep him and see what's happening because we need some stability. Then I would give you that argument that you can't keep changing personnel and expect to grow and have transition. You keep changing people. There's no transition. There's no consistency. How do they grow? How do they get better? So I would give you that argument. But this is not a two, three, four, five game under 500 team. This is a 16 game under 500 team that sometimes looks like they don't know how to play the game of basketball. Whatever you have to get better, you have to use it. That's why Steve Mills is not here to make that decision on Thursday. We're getting your thoughts about should the Knicks trade their first round pick for Musai Ujiri, who's handling the same duties with the Toronto Raptors. Before I get back to the call, Stephen A. Smith was on the Michael K. show earlier today. And there are a couple of teams like Golden State and, of course, here in New York, like the New York Mets, where they have hired former agents and put them in management positions. So Stephen A. was asked today by the boys on the K. show, would Rich Paul give up his clients to be Nick president? I would tell you I've never met an agent that didn't think they knew more basketball than the actual executives in basketball. Okay. They all believe they're qualified. They all believe they're incredibly knowledgeable. They all like their life, but at the same time, very few of them seem capable of saying no to a billionaire. That means you leave your options open. As a follow-up, the guys asked Stephen A., what if the Knicks hired – Rich Kleinman, you know, Kevin Durant's agent. That is what I believe would be a disaster. <laughs> that particular that particular move right there, I would I would say would be a disaster, but that's no knock against Rich Kleinman. The problem is is that it would happen the summer after you didn't get his client Kevin Durant. That would be the problem. New Yorkers ain't going to let that go. Because see what happens is if you brought on Rich Kleinman and you brought him on now, Months after you missed out on getting Kevin Durant, everybody will blame Dolan for not making this move before last summer. And he wouldn't be able to let that go. So that's the problem with that move. That would be a PR disaster for the New York Knicks if they were to hire Rich Kleiman now, only for that reason. All right. Interesting. 1-800-919-3776. Bo's in Newark. Hey, Bo, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Larry, I say absolutely not. Okay. No, no way. No way. All right, why not? Simply because why can't somebody in the Knicks administration do some work, as in due diligence, as in go find somebody that knows what they're doing in scouting, in acquisitions, in, in, uh, international, um, in international scouting? Somebody's out there. They've got to be out there. Every team has them. Why don't the Knicks? It's a good question, Bo. Thanks for the phone call. Why don't the Knicks? We can say about anything. Why don't the Knicks have better talent? Why don't the Knicks get free agents? Why don't the Knicks have a more consistency with their lineup? Why don't the Knicks do a better job in training and make and coaching up their, their, their draft choices that they have? 
All those are excellent questions. Why don't the Knicks? <laughs> Mr. T, JP, that'd be a good trip. That'd be a good Twitter poll question. Why don't the Knicks? You fill in the blank. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Johnson Manhattan. Hey, John, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, how you doing, Larry? I'm all right, partner. Listen, first of um, uh, my condolences to your family. Thank you. Okay? I appreciate that. That's appreciate first. You. Now, now concerning Steve Mills, in the words of LeBron James, it's about damn time. <laughs> and, 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 and for me personally, I have three quick three quick terms. Okay. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, and thank you, Jesus. Because huh. the thing is, because Steve Mills has been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But also, and also with you, Jerry, there's no guarantees if, if you get him. Listen, the Mets traded for Gil Hodges. They won a World Series. Okay, that worked. Mm-hmm. But you, but that doesn't mean that if you get Masai Ujiri, that the, the Knicks are going to win the Larry OB anytime soon. Yeah, you're right. But at least you would have hope, John, because at least – and here's the one thing I'll say. And you know you know my, my motto on this. If you're going to make a change, make a change to somebody who knows how to win that's got some winning pedigree on their resume. Yeah, at least let, let them know what the heck they what, exactly. What they, they know what the heck they're doing exactly. And 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 thanks for the phone call, John. And Musai has that. Now, like I said, some of his best trades have been against the Knicks. <laughs> so I know he know how to deal with people who aren't really sure, who don't have their ducks in a row in in an organization. But can he do what he needs to do to make a deal? And improve the team with guys and teams who are, who do have their ducks in a row. And listen, even with the right situation, there's no guarantees that things are going to work out right. Look at what the heck is going on down the turnpike in Philadelphia. Did you see the Sixers play yesterday? They look like they're not even talking. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid look like they're not even talking. I mean, they're looking at each other like Joel Embiid's like, give me the ball. Ben Simmons like, I don't even know who you are. You're not getting the ball over here. And, and if you're, if you're a Sixer fan, you went through the process for this. You went through the process. Years of losing and losing and losing and getting lottery pick after lottery pick after lottery pick. And look where you are now. You are 22 and 2 at home and you care Buy a win on the road. And you're getting trashed on the road. And now people are talking about breaking up the team. I was watching Get Up this morning with uh, Greeny. And, uh, you know, they, had a, you know, they have a host of analysts on there, boy. You, you got to get your scorecard down to see because that show moves quick. It moves and they have segment after segment and analyst after analyst. We got a, you know, we got a Hall of Fame roster of analysts on, on ESPN. I'm telling you, I'm looking at guys like that. And you know what's funny? It makes me feel older. Like, I covered him when he was playing. I covered him when he was playing. I covered him when he was playing. Dad, he's, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> but anyway, I'm looking at Jay Williams, and Jay Williams is like, I'm going with Ben Simmons. Get rid of Joel Embiid. So now, after these years of trying to work it and trying to be in the position where you have sustainable success, right now you're sixth. Come on now. The, at the beginning of the season, if I had told you the Philadelphia 76ers would be, I think they're sixth in the Eastern Conference right now, you'd be shaking your head. There ain't no way they're going to be sixth. <laughs> Guess what? They are. So it's hard to have that chemistry. It's hard. No excuses for the Knicks. They've been awful. I'm not excusing them. They've been awful.
But I'm kind of following what John is saying is, you know what? There's no guarantees that Ujiri comes in here and sets it straight. There's no guarantee. But I will agree with you. We got chance. We got a chance. We got a better chance in that scenario. You got a better chance. Ryan's in Bud Lake. What's up, Ryan? You're next on 98.7. Larry, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank the Knicks because I think the Knicks are the only team that could make me look forward to seeing the Mets back on the field. Oh, so first and foremost, when it comes to Morris, when it comes to Morris, all the Knicks got to do is look to the Bronx and see what they did with Chapman to tell him no matter how much he wants to be here, yep. you got to trade him. You got to yep. trade him. Yep. You can get him back. But, yeah, you can get him back. Look at what the Yankees did. They traded him. They got they got an all-star, and then they signed him in the offseason. It can be that simple. Yep, that's right. But uh, with, with you, Jerry, I mean, take this move unless you have another plan because I'm actually all for it because I have no faith in anybody in the Knicks organization going out and picking a guy and saying, you know what, this is the guy we want. Not that they're not out there. But I don't think they can do it. So mm. get the guy who's proven. Because how many how many lottery picks have we had? How many how many high draft picks have we had? How many players are on the court for us right now producing that resulted from those picks? Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? I mean Donovan Mitchell is in Utah. Oh please, Donovan Mitchell me. should be should be in MHG and he's in Utah. So if you want to, if you need to sacrifice the pick to maybe, maybe, maybe be better in the future than absolutely sacrifice the pick and get somebody who's willing to grab the wheel and and steer the car. Because right now, there's a ghost behind the wheel. You're right, Ryan. <laughs> You're right. And and now there's a ghost, and I think the ghost will do a better job. Yeah, I think the might. ghost will you do a better job. I think it will do a better <laughs> job. Thanks for the call, Ryan. I'm just saying, look. I agree with one of the callers um, and also somebody on Twitter. And let me see if I could bring that up real quick. Um, and that's um, that was that was my guy, Charlie, on Twitter, said, it's got to be lottery protected. Let's not make the same mistake some other teams have made. If it's going to be a first-round pick, it's got to be lottery protected. That's A. B, you got to make sure. That this is the way you're gonna go. If you if you've got to be all in, and if he wants total control, Masai Ujiri, you got to give him total control. Got to give him total control. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Would you give up a first round pick for Masai Ujiri? I know you're thinking about it. I know you are. I would consider it. Possibly. 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 <laughs> but here's the issue. I know that I'm going to need them to get better because free agents are not exactly banging down the garden door to get in. So I've got to do what the Nets did. What did the Nets do? They showed you that they were a little better. They were competitive. And the free agents that came over there said, we're adding, there's something in there already. We're just 
adding. Because that's what today's free agents want. They're not trying to come in there rolling up their sleeves, digging a hole. They want the hole dug. <laughs> they just want to come in there and just add a little, add a little flavor. You know my analogy. You got this beautiful cake. Beautiful. Three layers. Mmm. Yum. The three layers are all your draft choices, all the role players you got on your team. The free agents want to come in and they want to be icing. They want to be icing. They want to be chocolate icing on top of the cake. That's all they want to be. They want to be the guys to come in there and add to it so we can just ride on to the championship. We're not trying to do no hard work. We're not trying to dig from the ground up. We're not trying to have a long rebuilding situation. We want to come in here and we want to do what we got to do to get this rolling. That's the deal. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. So our agent Wojnowski says that he doesn't think Masai Ujiri, like many of you, is coming to the Big Apple. Ujiri is under contract through um, the 2020-21 year. And New York has made it clear that they don't want to uh, send any potential draft compensation to Toronto. The time it would take to wait out the season and get to a point where they could even get permission from Toronto, uh, engage with Jerry's interest. My sense already now is New York is trying to move quicker than that. Mm-hmm. And this, the, the idea of Maasai and New York, uh, it may never come to pass because I think Jim Dolan wants to move faster on getting somebody in place. All right, so that was Woj on the jump. This is also Jackie McMullen on the jump who says, I don't care what you all need to do in the Big Apple. Whatever it takes, bring Masai. Yes, yes, a million times, yes. The Knicks need instant credibility. Masai will give it to him, Rachel and Scotty. Yes. Not only is he universally respected by all the players and the GMs and the coaches and everyone throughout the league, he's a global ambassador for the game. What he's done for Africa and the humanitarian work he's done there is unbelievable. He's got President Obama on speed dial. And by the way, I mentioned Africa because I think the work he's done there is important. But don't think it also hasn't benefited the Toronto Raptors. 26 teams passed on a player named Pascal Siakam because they didn't know enough about him. Masai knows everything about these players in Africa. And that is the next frontier for all the great players. And he's light years ahead mm-hmm. of everybody else because of the time he spent there for very, very good reasons. Interesting point. And that's important because you're looking at trying to rebuild a franchise, rebuild a team with talent. And you may have to go places where other folks don't go to know where talent is instead of sleeping during workouts. But I digress. Adrian Wojnowski, what will it take for the Knicks to be and get some stability? I think so much of it starts with Dolan and how he has run that organization and you know, hiring somebody at the very top uh, who has uh, the track record of winning at the highest level. That's not something Dolan has done uh, in his role as owner. Uh, there's not an organization in the league that wouldn't love to have Masai Ujiri running it. He's at the top of his profession right now. Yeah. Um, would they be able to convince him to come to New York uh, and, and take this 
franchise overs. Scott Perry uh, will continue now. I'm told he's going to meet with Jim Dolan today, talk about how this goes, how this moves going forward. But I had league executives telling me yesterday, Steve Mills was on the phone proposing trades as late as yesterday, but today wow. Jim Dolan fired him uh, after two different stints as Knicks, uh, as the Knicks' top executive. So, see, here's the issue, okay? And we'll get to the calls of the men, I promise you, and I thank you guys for holding. Here's the issue. You can't do that. How are you going to have him proposing trades and now he's gone? Okay, if you know you're going to get rid of him, I mean, do it earlier. I'm just saying, like, Steve, listen, here's the thing, Steve. I want you to work on this other stuff. Let, 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 let Scott Perry handle the GM things. I got some things I want you to work on. Some, some, some other things. Let, Scott, Scott, Perry, you, you take care of, you know, what you got to do with, with the trades and stuff like that. You, you investigate the trades. Come on now. Last night, last night. So imagine this. JP, I call you. I'm the Knicks. I said, listen, man, uh, you know, we talk all the time. You know, we're trying to make some moves. I got Marcus Morris, man. What will you give me for him? What are you going to give me for him? All right, that's last night. Okay, tonight, <laughs> I'm Scott Perry. Hey, JP, what's up? Hey, uh, I know uh, that Steve was talking to you last night, uh, but I want to talk to you tonight. What uh, Could you, dang, this is kind of awkward. Could you bring me up to date what you and Steve was talking about last night? Because, like, he's gone. And I really don't know what he was talking about, but, you know, are you interested? I mean, come on, y'all. Come on. That just right there shows the dysfunction within the organization itself. Because me, uh, you got to be updated on stuff like that, especially big-time trades and what plays involved, especially if you're right under Steve Mills. Um, exactly. Lakers wouldn't do that, would they, Mr. T? Oh, no. <laughs> they're, too, they're too busy sitting atop of the Western Conference. <laughs> Beating up on the Spurs tonight. You know what the Lakers do? They are, they go out there and get LeBron James. They trade for Anthony Davis. Well, they can because they got talent. They build through the draft. <laughs> they can trade. They got pieces. That's what they do. I'm just saying, you can't do that. How you run your team like that? And that's my team that I root for. But I will say, it's been a tough t- 10 years. You know, they've missed the playoffs in seven of the 10 years. Haven't yep. won a championship since 2010. Which was the last of their their back to back in uh, from oh nine to two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. So it's been a rough it's been a rough decade. You went through for the that Lakers. period. You went through a period where you guys were struggling too. Yeah, the struggle has been real. You know, you've been through that period where and then and it's kind of similar, right? Because then the Clippers kind of move the meter a little bit. They come in and do a little something with Doc Rivers. They kind of move the meter a little bit. Yeah, there was a conversation about them taking over the town. You know, yeah. And so, you know, like Brooklyn has come in and, you know, they got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and they kind of moved, you know, last year with D'Angelo Russell. They kind of moving the meter a little bit. You know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn talking a little trash now. Knicks ain't nothing. Knicks ain't this. Knicks ain't that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they talking. They had some playoff love last year, uh, even though they're eighth right now, which is surprising. And similar to the Nets or the Lakers and Clippers, there was like this vying for the same free agents. Yep. Yep. And the Lakers were going after Kawhi Leonard. The Knicks were going after Durant and Irving, and of course, they went to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. As you know, as Kawhi went to the Clippers. So, but 
you had LeBron. So it was, you had LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. So it was like, all right, it's okay. It would have been, it would have been nice to have you, but we don't really need you on our squad. We don't really need you. It would have been nice, but you know. <laughs> Well, I hope the Knicks get to be like that. Yeah, well, well, instead of having three of the top five players in basketball, we'll settle for two of the top five. You know, it, it would be nice to be that way, but uh, you know what, man? I, 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 I promise you all. I promise you all. I was going to talk mess tonight. I can't do it. We'll do mess tomorrow. Night. I'm, I, I'm stuck with Knicks right now. I, I can't do too bad. I can't do too struggling. I can't. I can't get off my my two teams in one night. I, I can't. I can't. I, 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 we'll, 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 we'll talk. Next. I mean, if, if you call and mention mess, I'm not going to cut you off. But I can't go deeply. I'm not emotionally prepared as a fan to go deeply involve both my teams right now because that last thing that Woes just just told me it just it 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 just it just it it, it took the wind right out of my sails. I'm like, how you do that? How you put them in a position like that? So now now Perry's calling people that Mills has already called, and I'm just saying maybe listen, maybe Steve took the high road. Maybe Steve said, listen. Hey, hey, Scott, man, here's who I talked to. Here's where we are. Maybe he did that. Maybe he did. If it was Larry, hey, if it was Larry, i just packed my stuff and left. I would just say, after they said to me, I'd have packed my stuff and walked out the door. And, I, and they said, Larry, could you help uh, Scott Perry? You know what I would have said? He's the guy. See ya. I'm out. Let him do it. And that's what messes up your organization. You understand what I'm saying? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. See what Sam and Flatbush has got to say. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Sam? What's going on, Larry? How you doing, partner? I wanted, I'm, I, as, a, as a Mets and a Knicks fan, I'm mentally tough for anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're a tough man. <laughs> I, I want to make a quick point on the Knicks. I want to talk about the Mets. Okay, guys. It's, it's funny that they fired Mills right after a two-game winning streak. You know, <laughs> think you fire him, you're not going to get a lot of two-game winning streaks. It's ironic that they finally got a two-game winning streak, then they fired him. Yeah, but you know what? If, if they were going to let him go, at least they didn't do the same mistake they did with Phil Jackson, who they let him go after he made the draft pick, which turned into Frank Nilakina. Oh, thank goodness mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, Larry. You know, Dave Rosenberg says, I want a championship. I want an owner that's going to spend money. And now, finally, I thought I got one. I called you up all excited that we finally yeah. got a normal owner. Then yeah. the Wolfpum's like, wait, Sam and Slapwish is happy. There are Mets fans that are happy. Well, let's cancel this deal. We're too cheap to even realize that $2.6 billion, that's bad. Even though it's going to us, if it's a lot of money, it's bad because we're cheap. It doesn't make any sense, Sam. Sam, it, it, it drives you crazy. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. It drives you nuts. Because here's the opportunity. I said it in the open. Here's the thought process. You, as a Met fan, you finally got a guy who wants to spend some money. All right? Who now when people start talking about mystery team and free agency and stuff like that, you're now in the conversation. Doesn't look like that now. Doesn't look like that now. So now we got to see what happens. Okay, hopefully the deal can be back on and I'll feel better. But right now, right now, right now, very concerned. Very concerned. 
Derrickson Harlan, what's up, D? You're next on 98.7. What up, Larry? You and, you and Trey said everything correct. At the end of the day, the only reason they talk in Ujai is because he flees Dolan twice and he wants to be friends with the guy who robbed him so he won't rob him no more. Like, that's not going to do anything. They're acting like he's Jerry West. And just, like I, to be honestly, I haven't seen anything fascinating from him. And like you said, coming here is different because when you lose in here, you can lose lose any other franchise and not get the heat like you can get here. Nope. Only other franchise I would say like that is the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Those are only two franchises in NBA where you're not allowed to lose, no matter what. And even though the Knicks don't have that pedigree to Lakers, it's just the atmosphere of New York and everything. So and, like, and you know what else it is, my, D? It's the longevity of not having won. That too. And my thing with the Knicks is, okay, let me ask you a question. Does Steve Stout really have James Dolan here? Oh, Scott Perry? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. No, Steve Stout. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Is that what i Because that makes no sense. A music guy making basketball decisions? <laughs> <laughs> you ever saw Karate Kid when Jada Smith was like, I hate it here? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I know what you're saying, D. I know what you're saying. Who would you like to see? As as if if Derek, if we said to you, all right, D, we need we're coming to you. Who do you want to see? Would you go basketball guy or would you try to do this new wave thing like Golden State did with, you know, you got maybe an agent type guy or like the Mets did, maybe an agent, maybe somebody who has the the perception is has a more of a relationship with today's players and perhaps can draw some more players here. Which way were you going? To be, to be honest, it's a player league and you need talent. Um, all right, look, look at Toss team. They got guess who you know who their GM is? LeBron James. Yeah. That's who their GM is. True. And that's why they got Anthony Davis. And at, and at the end of the day, you need talent and you need superstars. And if you don't have that, this is not the old days where when Michael Jordan was getting paid three million dollars and nobody was really moving. Mm-hmm. It's the players league. So you've got to get somebody intact. But at the end of the day, the problem with the Knicks is they inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And they're consistent at being inconsistent. So yeah. we we all don't trust them. No, we don't trust them at all. And that's the and that's the biggest problem. Because even if you do, like, who's the belt? You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna trade all these young guys. Watch Kevin Knox gonna get traded, and he will be great for somebody. And I'm gonna be pissed. Because <laughs> that's what only happens to the Knicks. They they trash here, they go somewhere, else, and they, and they're great because they don't they don't coach up their players to improve. He should be in the G League right now. He should be. No question. But no question. The problem the problem with this, and I think this is this is the Dolan thing. He cares about what everybody thinks. So if he sends it to the G League, you know, the news is, oh, the Knicks picked the guy, high pick, and he's in the G League, and he's not playing, and now they're going to force him to play. And it's all this stuff, and it's all this pressure, and it just puts on the Knicks because they're not allowed to lose. We can't be Sam Percy and OKC and just lose. You can't even be Philly. Like you said earlier, with Philly, just lose, 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 lose. Nope. Until you try to get it right. No. Nope. If the Knicks did that, they would. <laughs> they burned the garden down. <laughs> They try to burn it down, burn. dude. <laughs> blow it up. They <laughs> blow it like the Godfather. When they blow up that car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they blow it up. All right, dude. Thanks for checking in, man. I appreciate you. 1-800-919-3776. It's just, it's, it's just ugh. I don't know which way they're going. And see, once again, okay, you don't have a guy that can draw another guy. And And here's the thing. 
And Derek makes a great point. Oh, yeah, you send him down. What are they going to say? Oh, he's, look, here's another bust. Hello? That's what they're saying now. They're saying that now about Knox. So what have you got to lose by sending them down? Uh, Hi, Mark in Newark. You're next on 98.7. Larry, 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 Larry. Yes, sir. You know what? Yes. Your show is lit, bro. Your show is lit. I came in and I haven't stopped laughing since I turned my radio on. Well, that's a good thing. We're doing our job. If we got to put a smile on your face, we're doing our job. Larry, Alex, when you said, and your brother Al, thank you, when you said, you asked him how old he was, he said 43. My mind just instantly, I heard you pause, and it just seemed like like if you had a hat, it would have been like them sound effects that just popped off your head, like, whee! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the first thing that got me, and you said, well, I'm just a little bit older than you. And as long as they haven't won, there was that. Then, then Trey is talking about this, the, the triple spin 48 roll move. That, <laughs> then it was that. And then you played that cut from from, from the, uh, how do you say his name? That's a, that's Messiah Jerry? Messiah Jerry? Oh you, mean, you mean this one? Please clap after this. I hate the Knicks and yes. don't yes. care. Are you really? Me too. <laughs> See, that's the one. It's not, it's not so much I hate the Knicks. Okay, Marcus. <laughs> and when and when you played that line, you right after that you mentioned Phil Jackson, so my mind went here. I pictured Phil in Montana doing what he does, listening to him do that laugh. I just can't. I'm 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 done. This was great. Thank you, ESPN family. Thanks, Larry. Have a good one, man. All right, my friend. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.